Joining us this morning on KMOJ is Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry and Police Chief Brian O'Hara. The Justice Department accused Minneapolis Police Friday of engaging in a pattern of violating constitutional rights and discriminating against black and Native American people following an investigation prompted by the killing of George Floyd. The sweeping two-year civil rights investigation concluded that systemic problems in the Minneapolis Police Department made what happened to George Floyd possible. The investigation found that Minneapolis officers used excessive force. Mayor Fry, can you outline what the investigation shows? The impetus for the investigation was the murder of George Floyd three years ago. While that was the impetus, this did not have one exclusive causal connection. And what I mean by that is we weren't we aren't just talking about the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin. We are talking about uh, a necessary culture shift that is long overdue that has needed to be in place for uh, years and generations. Uh, over the following three years, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, announced that they would be conducting a patterns and practice investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, and they, from the very beginning, had our full cooperation. Uh, the people at the DOJ are, are experts. Uh, they are some of the top lawyers. They did a deep investigation that was thorough, that was thoughtful, uh, and that uh, tackled the specificity of the issues that we need to be focusing on now. Uh, and they delivered the uh, conclusions of their pattern and practice investigation this morning. Uh, the primary four areas that they uh, were focusing on were use of force, uh, discrimination, um, ADA or Americans uh, with Disabilities uh, Act violations. And the fourth one is First Amendment. Uh, so those are the four general areas, and certainly there is a lot of information in each one of those. Uh, and, you know, I haven't even read the full report yet myself. And so uh, if to the extent that I'm not able to answer some of the questions specifically, that is the primary reason why we are going to be digging into this report in full uh, very soon. Of course, we've been briefed on it already. Uh, but the conclusion here is that we want to partner to get the change that we need. Uh, we want a partner in the DOJ to have deep-seated change throughout our department, not just in the way of a policy on paper, uh, but something that the community feels, because that is what true success is going to look like. Success is, is not relegated to the signature by a judge at the end of a consent decree process or some confirmation that we have met or have not met compliance standards, success looks like people on the street in our city feeling safe and even safer when they interact with our police. That is where we want to get. Um, we've done a lot of work. There is a tremendous amount of, of work and progress that, that is underway, and we recognize that there is a whole lot of work and progress left to take place. Uh, and so we're wholeheartedly in this mission, and we're not going to quit until every person in this city uh, feels safe. The extent to which the, the details of these four points were laid out, it seems like there's nothing short of uh, dismantling the department and starting from the ground up. Will it go that far, or what does it look like in rebuilding and rebuilding the trust, not only within the ranks, but within the community? The work is wholesale. Uh, this is making sure that we're, we don't just have the policy change written on paper. And by the way, we've authored a ton of policy changes. 
It's making sure that officers understand what is expected of them through that policy change, that they're trained in on how to respond to that policy change, and then ultimately that they're held accountable if they don't live up to the standards that are met through that policy change. Uh, and having that shift of, of culture and of policy embedded in the department is the part that we're working on the most right now. Again, we've we've done a ton of policy changes. We need to institute it throughout the department in all of the interactions so that people feel it on the street. Uh, as the nation and the world is watching and digesting today's announcement from uh, the the top legal mind, uh, Merrick Garland, it appears to me, uh, Your Honor, that uh, this is not as much as a gut punch to you as it seems it could have been on his face considering all the work that has gone in to uh, correcting behaviors to this point, uh, i.e. the person who's sitting to your left and uh, Cedric Alexander, and then putting uh, an attorney uh, inside to work alongside the police department. I think it'd be egotistical to think that this was uh, is all about me. Uh, I'm the mayor of the city, and so I have a responsibility here. Uh, and so it, it's it's on us. Uh, it's on me as an executive to make the necessary changes. And look, I embrace that responsibility. Um, I feel the weight of it every single day. Uh, this is a it's it's a tough job. And inevitably, no matter what you do, you get hit from all different sides. But it's a job where you can have a you can make a whole lot of progress. Uh, and that's why I'm optimistic about it. Uh, and, you know, I said this at the time that George Floyd was murdered. It's also not just about policing. Uh, there are a host of inequities that have been instilled in our city and in our nation over decades and generations. Um, I mean, there's 300 years worth of injustices that we're talking about here. And it's it's everything from a lack of fair housing, a lack of, of, of fair unemployment opportunities. Uh, it's, it's redlining, restrictive covenants that run with the land, intentional segregation that has separated out communities from some of their most vital assets. Uh, and yes, it's the judicial system and law enforcement also. Uh, and so to just look at this through one narrow lens of correction will not see a corrective action in full. And that's why we're tackling this, not just from a policing standpoint, which is critical, uh, but from a housing, from an economic inclusion standpoint, from an environmental justice standpoint as well. That's where a lot of the work happens. Not a day goes by that I don't wish that we did have that sort of magic wand where we could wave it and then suddenly everything changes. Um, I get questions from people oftentimes that says, why don't you do X or Y or Z? And the vast majority of the time, we've tried to do X or Y or Z, and there's either a legal reason that we can't, or uh, there's a, a, an extended process that we have to go through in order to make the change that is being advocated for. Uh, following the murder of George Floyd, uh, we were rushing uh, in a good, urgent way to make policy changes. This is doing the other side of that, which is at least as important as the policy change. This is making sure that all of the other parts that 
institute cultural shift happen along with that change on the paper. Uh, and yeah, change does take time. Uh, I mentioned this during the press conference. We're not talking about days or months, we're talking about years. And I, I need to be very upfront with everyone on this right off the bat. If we do everything perfectly, if we execute the changes that need to be made perfectly, we're still talking about years. And given that the very human nature of uh, city government, the human nature of police officers themselves, we're not going to do everything perfectly. That's just the reality of the situation that we're in. Um, but I'll tell you, there is a, a collective desire to change. Uh, there is a collective desire, uh, both uh, among those that are already working for the city and those that would come in, both sworn and non, to be the change that we're talking about. Chief O'Hara, it seems as if these kinds of changes are really going to take significant investment. Yes. Yeah, the reason why these things just don't happen unto themselves in, in cities across the country where the, these issues are real. This isn't just Minneapolis and the handful of places that are under consent decrees. This is a problem with policing in general. Uh, all over the country. So the reason why this stuff doesn't happen is one, you know, individual incidents may be visible, but all the stuff underneath uh, the systems, the processes that are lacking that create these opportunities for things to happen, that's not necessarily visible. So that's why, you know, being able to have the Department of Justice to come in and do such a deep dive is so helpful. Um, but the, to, to get to some of the root of these issues, but really going forward and trying to fix this stuff not only does it take years, but it it, it, it takes millions of dollars. Right. So that's why you know we're thankful that we have this because the city, frankly, will have no choice if we want to get and eventually come into compliance with these agreements is to make the investments that are needed to remedy the situation. You know, I know everybody has been waiting a long time for this day to come. Um, and, and as difficult as it is, uh, just thankful that we are finally um, so that we can begin the process of healing and trying to make progress. That's right. Mayor Fry, Chief O'Hara, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you.